And he said, what keeps you busy? I said, well, I, I like I like my passion is design film set and I educate people how to wipe their ass. Welcome to Nice Work, a podcast of the Super Nice Club, where we're just trying to make the world 10% nicer by every means necessary. And if uh, if you're listening to this, that means you're either already in the club or you're getting jumped in through the radio waves, the podcast waves, the airwaves. You're getting jumped into the club. You're a member now. So welcome. I'm your host, Todd Brilliant. And uh, big, important, right off the bat thing, please do not skip this intro because there's a very, very important content alert slash warning coming up in a minute. And I always skip intros on podcasts. I get it. Who wants to hear the host? Blah, blah, blah. But don't. This is important. Trust me. I could drop it right now. I could. I should, but I won't because then you skip ahead. So instead, it's getting pushed to the back like uh, like the milk and eggs of the supermarket, you know, so you're going to have to walk by the ice cream and the booze and, and the other stuff first, the microwave food, the gross stuff. All right. So we have, uh, we just have a great, maybe my favorite show. Maybe my favorite show today. Um, I think you're going to love it. I'm going to cut right to it. It's basically an hour of pure shit talk, literally. Our super nice guest, Paula Los, is the founder of Toyless Toilet Paper Company, and she's taken it as her mission to basically rid the world of toilet paper, saving something like 30,000 trees per day in the process. And that is definitely super nice work. So this is, I promise, it's a fascinating, funny, and educational conversation. In fact, we did a little informal poll at Super Nice Club and around our headquarters, and 40% of the people we talked to did not know how to properly wipe their ass. They do now, though. Truth, truth. So take the time and listen as Paula walks you through her patented four-step ass-wiping process. Really, no joke. We'll also settle the front-to-back or back-to-front debate, talk about how to create the best possible outcome in your life at least once per day. That's a big deal, folks. Um, The undeniable beauty and class of the bidet, right? And, And a lot more. So Even if you're not in a potty talk, and and that's cool if you're not, not everybody is, but you'll want to stick around to learn Paula's secret for marrying her her tree-saving side project with her very demanding career as a film and TV set designer because maybe you have something on the side that you're trying to burnish and and create while you have a full-time gig, and it's kind of hard to juggle that, Paula. Nails it. And you might want to listen because there's something you can learn from that, even if, you know, you're not into some sort of toilet-based career. Okay. Time to get to that important alert. You're wondering about how important it is? It's very important. All right? So we're going to get to that. Now we're back at the, the milk, uh, the oat milk, rather, because uh, if I recall correctly, like the countries with the highest amount of dairy milk consumption also have the highest rates of osteoporosis. Yeah, it's true. Maybe. Maybe it's true. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. It's just one of those factoids that popped up to my head just now. You know, I get distracted so easily. We, we, we digest so much info that we never vet, and then we just have an opportunity to spit it out there. Yeah, maybe it's an urban myth. I don't think so, though. Google it. Anyway, at about the 20-minute mark of the conversation with Paula, I mentioned the amazing Tushy Bidet, and I casually reference Tushy.com as the website. Tushy.com. T-U-S-H-Y.com. No. No, 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 no. Do not go to tushy.com. 
Do not go to www.tushy.com. That is the incorrect site. That correct site, the correct site for the bidet company is hellotushy.com. Tushy.com, T-U-S-H-Y.com, that's an entirely different NSFW, not safe for work, not safe experience. I mean, you can probably imagine what I'm getting at here, right, folks? It's a porn site. Yeah. I mean, it isn't terrible. I've definitely seen worse. But... Um, don't go there unless, I mean, unless you know you want to go there. But there are no bidets at that site. Actually, there, there probably are. There's probably like a whole bidet genre of porn, you know, I'm guessing. There's lots of weird stuff out there. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, though. Speaking of porn genres, Jesus. Okay, sorry, sorry. What are, I mean, porn and poop and ah, what's happening to the Super Nice Club? I don't know. Let's, I'll tell you what's happening. I'll tell you what's happening with some quick business. Uh, right now, a ton of our shirts are on sale for 40% off. Yep. Just type in promo code LOVENICE. <laughs> LOVENICE, all one word, at the checkout. Save 40%. There's some shirts on there that are under 10 bucks with this discount. You want to see which ones are on sale? You want to? Okay. Go to our Instagram page, Instagram slash Super Nice Club. The sale expires on the 18th of September, 2021. So go get them. There's not a lot there. We're just blowing out a few things in the warehouse. Uh, what else? What else? Oh, we're still giving away lots of crazy, cool stuff to Super Nice Club insiders. If you're not an insider, super easy to become one. You just text 310. What are you going to text? Text, um, oh, poop tree. <laughs> text poop tree right now to 310-421-0393. And we will send you fun invites to fun stuff. Local events. Once COVID dies, it will, I promise. Uh, never any sales stuff, just fun stuff, giveaway stuff. We give away weird stuff. We give away like Rick and Morty figures, uh, Super Nice Club gear, uh, vintage boomerangs, just random. And you don't have to do anything creepy to get them. You just reply to texts. All right, super promise. 310-421-0393. And if you like this episode, if you like this podcast, if you like the sweet sound of my sonorous voice, and you know one other person who might, just one. Will you send them a link, pretty please? Because if just one person does that per podcast, we will have a million listeners in 1,522 years. So if you can do your part, totally grateful. All right, enough jibber jabbering. Let's do this. Let's turn off everything else, all the other TVs and, and radios and kids and dogs, just, just shut them down, tune out the rest of the world and drop in to nice work with Paula Los. Paula, Paula Los, how are you? Good. It's still morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Nice Work Podcast. Thank you. Good morning, too. Where are you? You're here in LA, right? I'm in LA. And okay. as we speak, I we're working on a movie. It's a comedy, a mystery murder. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, let's just jump right into this because I'm... I don't know how this podcast is going to go. What I told my cohort, John, I said, this is either going to be the best or the worst, but it's not going to be anything in between because it's just, you know, mm -hmm. we're, we're talking toilet paper. How far can we go with this? So, so let's just go right in here. You, Paula, are the founder of Toilets Toilet Paper. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's correct. That's, that's the cue. Tell us about it. Tell us about Toilets, which is brand new, oh, is just so off good. the ground. You just got your first rolls rolling in, right? Yes, exactly. So I got my first rolling in. And let's say this. Do you count your sheets? Uh, do I count my sheets? 
My toilet paper sheets? Oh, you mean when mm-hmm. I wipe? Yeah. Yeah. I never counted my sheets, but then once I met you, we met at a party, I think. You started talking to me about your passion about toilet paper. And I'm like, that's that's a weird opener, but cool. After that, yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know. I maybe I I think I use about 30 each with each wipe, 40 maybe. It's you know 30, 40. A, yeah, I, I usually go through like one or two mm-hmm. rolls per per visit to the bathroom. That's interesting. Yeah, Got it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So I okay. I ha- I would say I have counted my wipes after our, or my my sheets after our conversation, and I came to the conclusion that I was impressed with anyone who could use one or two sheets. So I I grew up in the Netherlands, mm-hmm. and then I just uh, moved myself to Los Angeles to start working in the movie industry. And then I was sitting on the toilet. I was looking to the left and it catched my eye. I was looking to myself and thinking, what is the width of the roll? What is the difference? And so it looked like that, well, it turned out to be the reality that the American roll was way wider than the European roll. And that was already start, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and I was thinking like, hmm, this is interesting. So I, I got back and so my dad, brilliant man, was having a conversation with his friend about the water quality because his friend works at a filtering company and it turned out to be that for the future, we have to be aware about the education industry. It has nothing to do with toilet paper, but that conversation stick to my mind. Well, you can't imagine if you go to a doctor, the doctor gives you medication, you take it, what your body doesn't need, it goes straight down the drain. So I was thinking about like, okay, if a doctor describes it, you're not going to say no because people want to get better. But where can we take responsibility in what we put down the drain that has an impact on the quality of the water? And then it hit, right? I thought like, oh, wait a minute, toilet paper. We, people, can take responsibility about how much we use. So really like look at like, okay, do I go on my automatic pilots or am I being mindful about how much use, how much I use in order to make a difference for the future. So that's where it all started. And it was just like, did you know the epiphany in one moment you had it like, oh, wait a minute, this is something for the future. We need to do something with this because this is something big and it can be having a massive impact. So that's how it started. And so looking at the role that was wider than in Europe that I already discovered, I thought, mm-hmm. what can we do to reduce the size to a minimum size so we still can do our duty and mm-hmm. have an impact in the world? So how can we create an awareness in, in the human brain? And that's how it all started. It started wow. like, doing the research. And it's just fun. And it's like the, uh, there's a whole world behind toilet paper that people don't know what they don't know. And this is one of those things, right? You're like... Well, we're really? going to find out. We're going to find out a yeah. lot more about toilet paper yeah. today, folks. So listen in. I just can't help but searching for the puns. They come so automatically. You had your epiphany. I'm thinking, man, in her marketing, maybe it should be epiphany or epiphany. You know, there's just there's just so much to go after here. I'm going to try not to because it's so juvenile and it's only funny to me. I know it. So I apologize, though, if I throw in once in a while. So I did a little research. I did a little research, Paula, on the history of manufactured toilet paper sheets in the United States. I did. And I found that in the US, it used to be four and a half inches by four inches. I know you're Dutch, so that's 11 centimeters by 10 centimeters. Um, But then, I think this is good news, since 1999, the size of a sheet has been shrinking 
Kimberly Clark reduced it to 4.1 inches. And then Scott went for it in 2006 by reducing the length to 3.7 inches. So it's now generally 3.7 by 4.1, but larger sizes remain available, I guess for, you know, larger, larger bums. Is the, is the sheet size in the U.S. still bigger than the European size? And, and well, where do you come in with your toilet paper? It's all about size. Yeah. It is size matters yes. for sure. So our size is three inch. Oh, wow. Okay. Because, yeah. So we took another seven and this is exactly what happened. So what happened in the, in the, the big companies that they took off the sizes, but they never informed their customers about it. So they still kept prices that they charge. They took off like a few centimeters or no centimeter inches uh, from mm -hmm. their product, but they didn't inform the user that they did it. Mm. So that's already an interesting thing because we are very open about it. Like, hey, if you're going to buy a product, yes, you're going to pay less. because Those have, monsters. Oh, I know. Kimberly, Kimberly Clark, Scott, not that's, super nice. Just not super nice. Why? I never knew. I never noticed. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to, let me see here. Not a lot of people know that the Super Nice Club is uh, recorded in a toilet. So it's the potty cast. It's uh, in the pool house bathroom. I'm grabbing some toilet paper now. I think you'll be happy with this. It's one ply. It's single ply. So you've got to kind of be careful. You know, I don't know how many inches it is, but I guess it does look smaller than the toilet paper of my youth, you know, or maybe I was smaller and the rolls just seem gigantic. Like, you know, all the rooms and everything. Um, I'm going to measure it later and I will report back. Okay. But one ply. Wow. That's good. I, that's fantastic. So you have smaller toilet paper, which is toilet. Now, is it is it um, recycled paper? Does it wipe better? Is there anything else that makes it special other than you're just making people aware of, you know, you don't need to use as much toilet paper? Uh, we we have the three inch as well. well. What we are looking for is a way to bring in the awareness because we are after resistance and people before they got to try on or getting into something new there there is some resistance until they know the why behind it so the reason was also to the three inch to make sure that people are like what why is this so we had a reason mm -hmm. we have a reason to explain it to people like yes there's a reason behind our brand and so besides the three inch we educate people and give them folding instructions to use the product properly because it's an automatic pilot for people so if you ask people like how many sheets do you use they're like oh i have no idea but there's so many factors then you when you go to the toilet like what did you eat how oh, is yeah. your outcome do i say that nice how's your outcome like do you really need the amount that like you need that. because people go to the toilet and they like bang the roll because that's what they always do so it's really bringing the the awareness into existence to make sure that like yeah people get present and so it's a very good measurement for people as well like ask the question how much sheet do you use how present are people really how present people really are right mm -hmm. because it's a very small adjustment and it has a massive impact folks i think we should all be very present when it comes to wiping our rear ends uh, and, and observing the outcomes. You know, this is an area we want to keep clean. So if you want a little help with that, you can go to toilus, 
T-O-I-L-E-S-S paper.com. It'll be in the show notes. And there's actually a toilet paper folding techniques graphic on there. It's four parts. It's four parts. I, I, I relearned to wipe my ass. I did. The first part is you take the minimum. So let's, let's talk about the first part, the minimum number of sheets. Yeah. Do we need to factor in how many ply it is and the dimensions? How do we, how do we discern the minimum, Paula? Um, okay. So just want to make sure that the one, the minimum, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So what you can take in consideration is what did you eat, right? So when you go to the toilet, first of all, you check the, because this is, outside of toilet paper our own brand we also mm -hmm. because with our brand you have an extra win for nature and for the for the environment mm -hmm. and if you are at a toilet and you don't have toilet paper available you just go there in and you check the quality of your paper so first ah. you're gonna you're gonna you walk into the toilet you open the door you check the quality of the paper do you have one two three ply what do you have to work with are your tools so you're going to you're going to make sure that you just like, you know, check your toilet paper, then you're going to do your duty and then you're going to find out what is the duty like how it comes out, right? Mm -hmm. What what did you eat? Maybe you were had a hangover so it's a different conversation. And then you're going to take your sheets and then you're going to really like see how much normally people use more than one sheet. Okay. It's like a fact. Yeah. So then you're really gonna count it and say, okay, do I need today two sheets? Because we have the folding techniques. With the folding techniques, you can triple the amount of, of, of the thickness of your paper. So even inside of you know knowing going to the bathroom, what you think you're gonna be present about how much sheet you really need versus okay. your automatic. Toilet, how much it wants. I'm getting that. Okay, so it's does it make sense? Absolutely. We sit yeah. down, we assess our diet, uh, and you know, spicy food. Did we eat a lot of starch, etc.? And maybe you know, do some educating around the different types of stool that are the result of different foods. You know, this is called learning our body. And I, I know it's funny, folks, when you're listening. It sounds funny. It is kind of funny, but also. It's really important if you want to to um, know your own health. Get ahead of terrible things like cancer. If you are paying attention to your stool and what's going on with it, it gives you a lot of insight into your health and well-being. Again, you're laughing. Maybe you think it's gross, but check it out. Do a little research. Am I right, Paula? Yes, correct. Yeah. It's so all connected to each other. So we take the minimum based on what's going on, based on the outcome. Okay. Uh, this yeah. is our, 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 our pre-wipe survey, so to speak. I like that. Okay. So that's step number one. Yeah. Uh, I left so many jokes on the table there, Paula. I really did. Step number two, <laughs> fold. Put it in there. No, 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 no. Fold double. Fold double. Now, is that no matter what the, the ply of yes. sheets? What if I'm working with like five ply? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like in a, a sheik's toilet in Dubai. They probably yeah. have five ply. It doesn't matter. Fold double, right? Perfect. So this is great. Double. Yes. And it's a technique, right? So mm -hmm. if you find out after step one that you can do your duty with one sheet because it has five plies, go for it. And it's a technique that we say, okay, just like the mindfulness technique and the folding technique, it's really like having that opportunity that if you have one ply, you can fold it double. And then at least you have already created two ply. If you have used one sheet and i would say normally it would be two to three sheets because that's mm -hmm. what um 
what what is the best for the technique okay. uh, depending on the thickness of your paper but that's where it starts like if you have a one ply and you think oh i need seven sheets because i have one ply because that's how the mind goes right mm -hmm. i've got very thin paper so i need extra well that ain't necessarily so because if you fight fold it double you already have two ply and if you fight it in triangle mm -hmm. you even have like four ply so it's really like not it doesn't have to do with like thin paper the brain goes i need more no it's like okay go back to to the awareness about what you really need what you have in front of you okay so that's that's step number two we're folding yeah. double no matter whether it's one sheet or three sheets we're folding double now here's yeah. the part that this is and so far when i was going along with these i'm like yeah i got this this is yeah. me now step number three yeah. is a little more of a thing step number four we need to have a conversation about okay but first yeah. number three <laughs> number three is 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 <laughs> Fold yes, diagonal, it. all right? Fold diagonal. If you don't quite yeah. get it, go on the website and check it out where there's a there's a diagram here, but basically you're folding. Well, you explain it. What's, what does fold diagonal mean? The third step is related to toilet products because we are a three-inch product. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the important part. When you are folding in the diagonal, you increase the width of your paper. So you don't need the four inch or the 3.7 when you fold it in a diagonal because you increase the width. So even you think the three inch is too small, it's not. You can try you. it out. I, I mean, I'm, you I'm have trying, it in front I, of you. I do, I'm folding it right now. But yeah. I'm, it's what's happening here is it's turning into like a little, um, little sailor's hat, you know, that kind of shape, like a triangle or like a little boat. So maybe you could just think of, uh, you know, wiping with a, with a little boat, but I get your point. Now I have, I have uh, two and a half sheets. I'm a terrible at tearing. It's very difficult for me. I folded it in half and now I folded it again. And now I have ah, like 17 layers. No, four. Mm -hmm. I have four layers. That should be enough to get the job done. Yeah. All right. I'm and not going to, so I'm not going to finish this off. I'm dressed. I'm not actually going to the bathroom right now, folks. I'm just holding it in front of me, but I'm, I'm understanding this technique. Now that you're walking me through it, uh, Paula is available for toilet paper folding techniques, uh, custom counseling via zoom. What is it? Was it $250 an hour? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. and we'll get you that information through the, uh, through the show notes later. It's, it's time well spent, especially for your kids, you know, just book three or four hours per kid. And it's a life-changing, uh, life-changing, possibly life-saving experience. Yeah. Uh, just kidding. Folks. Correct. It's also right, so, funny because the kids are the kids, the kids are coming towards you and say, "Mom, how much how much toilet how much toilet paper did you use?" Oh, kids use a like, ton. Oh, I don't know. I'm gonna tell you. Any parents yeah. out there? Kids use a ton of toilet paper. Like they wrap it around their hands, both hands, several times each time. My my youngest uses probably a half a roll every time. I'm working on him. I promise. But you know, I tell him when he comes out. He's nine. His name's Rye. I'm like, you know, you're you're destroying the planet. Don't you, right? Like you just murdered trees, rainforests, all the animals that you love inside them. A few of them died because of your bathroom experience just now. He starts to cry. And that's when I know that it's, it's getting in, you know, that the education is working. So appreciate it. And you inspired that, Paula. Thank you. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's also like one of her things. No, no, it's, it's, it, but it's true. I mean, I, it was so funny because one of my colleagues, she has a little one of four years old mm -hmm. and he was overhearing our conversations, right? Because we're like working on the project. Yeah. And then he came out of the toilet and he had all, his hands was full of poo. Oh, and his mom good. looked at him and he said, well, mom, mom, I did it with a half sheet. And we're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, because I want to save the planet. And animals. So it was, uh, it was, we, we laughed about it. But yes, so we have to go back and re-educate him about the whole, uh, you know, folding, I, I folding applaud him for, for giving it a whirl. So folks, yes, here's, here's, the, here's the giveaway and challenge today. If you go to toiletspaper.com, check out the folding techniques and, and give it a try. You know, uh, next time you have to use the restroom, um, message us. Let us know how your experience was. Yeah. Uh, first three folks to do so, I'll send you a little little gift package. No photos, please. Yeah, no, for, for real. No photos. Just, uh, just message us and let us know, you know, how it went. The funniest of the three gets the best package. That's how we're going to go. But before we leave this topic, we got to go number four. Number four is huge. Number four is going to rock some worlds, I think, probably mostly men. Wipe from the front to the back. Boom. Front to back, folks, not back to front. Correct. All right. Do you want to uh, elaborate on that one? Give us some reasoning Correct. here. Why? Why is it bad to wipe well, from back to front? Well, the reasoning here is just because it. Okay. So this is also mainly has to do with um, the female people around us. Mm -hmm. And it is a hygiene aspect of it. So if you wipe from the front to the back, you wipe away the bacteria and mm -hmm. your outcome. I call it outcome, but it's like you I'm going for it. Outcome's great. And yeah. so, Civilized. And so, and so, exactly. So when you do that, then it's a better hygiene for the humanity. Versus all the way around. Yeah. So if you have a vulva, folks, it does. If you have a vulva, your urethra and your anus are living in pretty tight quarters, right? So there's a good chance you can spread bacteria, uh, cause a UTI, uh, things like that. So back to front, if you have a penis, you can wipe from back to front, front to back, up, down, all around. Whatever gets the job done. Oh, I'm reading from healthline.com right now. So guys, your bits are a little further apart. So, you know, the spread of feces to your urethra is much less likely. Women, you probably already know, though, front to back. Do you have any guys that push back and say, no, 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 there's no way I can do front to back? No, we didn't have any, right. like, pushbacks around it. It's, like, more like the people, like, the we knew. And I was like, well, you would be surprised. But, um, I think visually no, some guys might be afraid of, of things that are hanging low that, you know, get in the way, you know, when they get older. Um, so have you found, so that's the four steps, folks. It's use the minimum, fold double, fold diagonal, and wipe from the front to the back. All right. Especially if you have a vulva and hopefully you know whether or not you have a vulva. If you don't, you Google it. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm curious. Um, you grew up, you grew up in the Netherlands, right? Correct. Did you notice any difference around hygiene and sort of toilet attitudes versus here? Mm, no. No? I think right. that's that. No. 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 Well, there is a difference in Europe, like, because they have uh, more in the southern countries uh, bidets. Mm -hmm. 
but like in the Netherlands itself, people are uh, more used to like like the normal toilet seat without a bidet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- well, I didn't experience any difference between the United States and the Netherlands about that. No. What's your take on bidets? Would that be the ultimate goal, or is it a water uh, use issue? How do you want? I mean, is that the, is that yeah. toilets' ultimate world? We all yeah. use bidets. Absolutely, we are. This is it. I mean, we flush away like. 11 times around the world, I had it like, uh, like it was about one a year, one and a half year ago, it was 11, uh, 11 times a world each day, mm-hmm. but apparently it's even more because the research is like so um, not reliable. I was looking into the straight numbers, but the straight numbers are not there because everybody's flushing every day different and mm-hmm. the population is still growing. Mm-hmm. But we have it that the toilet paper is actually not really needed because if you go to take a shower right you go to take a shower are you gonna go walk out the shower and go to your restroom to get some toilet paper to wipe your butt yeah i i'm definitely a a fan of bidets i think i had um what was the company called is it tushy does that ring a bell yeah i had a tushy bidet installed in like two minutes uh, just on top of my existing toilet um, when I was living on my own a few years back. I love that thing. Cold water, hot mm-hmm. water, warm water. Definitely cut down on my toilet paper use. Um, you know what? I'm going to tag Tushy in here too. You should do some sort of partnership with them. Great company, yeah. great product, really inexpensive. You, everybody thinks, oh, I can't get a bidet because it's this big thing I have to install. No, it's like, how much are they? Like 60 bucks or something? I don't know. You know, yeah. Ships to you in a couple of days, instant bidet. Once you have a bidet, you're way classier, folks. So if you want to up your game a little bit in your in Correct. your house, you could blow out your kitchen and spend 20 grand and and get a sub-zero and all that kind of stuff, or just spend like 60 bucks on a bidet, you know, save some money, go party. Um, it's true though, the numbers are staggering, Paula. They really are. 27,000 trees daily for global toilet paper production. 27,000 trees a day. Americans use... 141 rolls per capita, which is 28 pounds of toilet paper per year, which is 50% higher than any other Western country. It's, it's just amazing. We should be using a lot less. Can you imagine that some old growth forests, some of the most beautiful life on the planet, some of the most connected, interconnected and life sustaining life, life sustaining life. Yeah, that works. Has been turned into things that we wipe our asses with folks. That's unforgivable. Seriously, totally unforgivable. Let's let's just stop with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Can I get a hell yeah or something? Like yeah, little, it's okay. um, that counts. Yeah. Oh, for me. Yeah. Oh yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Oh, thank you for doing that. Because when you create that for me, right? When you create it, I, it almost makes me sad and i don't want to have it make it sad because this is just a funny thing because we created something on the planet that is actually totally like not needed and then we still we have to deal with the impact like exactly cutting all those trees having those animals leaving the the forest and they were like no we plant trees back yeah but we do grow fast three kinds of stuff that the animals aren't used to but yes yeah hell yeah we should stop wiping our butts Here's another one, folks, and, and you can chime in on this because you ever think about it? Diapers. Have you ever heard of a thing, Paula, called elimination communication, EC? Nope. 
Okay, elimination communication, and uh, uh, have used it. Have used it with uh, my my child's. Uh, it's basically, and I didn't. I should have prepared for it a little bit better. But it's it's what people do in a lot of Asia and China. You see these young kids riding naked on the backs of their parents, right? They don't have they don't have diapers because they don't need them. Why? Because the parents, especially the mom, have learned to very quickly communicate with their child, and the child communicates with the parent. Hey, I gotta go very early. So it's just a training method so that you understand the small cues from your newborn infant that it needs to go to the bathroom. And then you take them to the place where they should go. I, we had our first results holding the child over the toilet to go poo when he was two weeks old. All right. He was out of diapers in a couple of months. So you don't really need diapers at all if you don't mind paying more attention to your newborn and you just think for a second, wait a minute, diapers aren't a thing. They're not a human thing. Back when, before we had diapers, we didn't just crap all over our houses. You know, that wasn't a thing. What it was, was babies told their parents, hey, I need to go to the bathroom. And parents, like they do with dogs, like puppies, they learn these little signals and they train them. And guess what? Human children are even smarter than puppies. All right. So think about it. I would encourage you if you're thinking about having a kid or have an infant, check out elimination communication because you can go without diapers, except, you know, maybe an emergency situation, a long car ride. I've done it. It works, folks. It really does. And it's not just some hippie thing, even though uh, it might seem like it. it's just normal hum human interaction, uh, parent to child. Anyway, elimination communication. I just just put the word out there. Uh, I'm going to let it go from there. If you guys think I'm crazy, that's, that's cool, you know, but try it or not. I think it's brilliant because this is, uh, this is comes also down to paper toilet use, right? Just mm -hmm. like getting the signs of your body. If you have like something eaten that was not good and not overstep it and just be, you know, think about it for a minute and looking for those small signs just to, to make an impact and a difference is brilliant. So let's take it back a minute. I want to know, um, you told us what your sort of moment of inspiration was, right? When you were sitting yeah. there and you connected the dots with your dad and, and his conversation. But you also told us that you're on a movie set right now. So what are you, what are you doing? What's your career? What's your breadwinner right now? Yeah, so my, for, for earning my money, my breadwinner, mm -hmm. I am a production designer. Mm -hmm. So I design films and commercials. Right. And you've been doing that here in LA. That's for what little... I, I earn my money with. Yeah. You've been doing that in LA for a little while. And then you started Toyless how long ago? Eight years. Eight years? Okay. And yeah. when did when did Toyless first start um, becoming a real well, thing? Yeah. Uh, yes, the pandemic shifted everything. Mm -hmm. It shifted everything. Because what I did is exactly what you created in the beginning of the conversation. I just had the idea and then I started working on it and then I got on a film job and I paused it. And mm. then I started working on it again in between jobs because making a film, it's not like a one-time thing. It's just like, um, or like it's not an ongoingly job. So mm -hmm. you have times that you don't have, have um, yeah, continuously work. And so every time when I had a gap between jobs, I worked on toilet paper. So it was for me not my main, my main, um, activity but i did know i wanted to make a difference on the planet also working in film sometimes we are having a lot of waste so for me also to make a 
compromise, I thought this is this was the perfect project for me in order to make that happen. So that's how it started. And then, yes, during the pandemic, the whole world stops. And people start calling me about like saying, hey, oh, I know you were working on toilet paper and how does it going? And can I order toilet paper with you? And I'm like, well, we don't have a physical product. And so when people started reaching out, I was like, huh, interesting. And so that's what I picked it up. And then it took me a while to find a factory that was willing to work with us. The change okay. is it takes something. It takes something, it takes something. But to go back to your question, because I think I'm jumping ahead. Yes, the pandemic allowed me the space to put it in the fifth gear in order to create a sample and get the product and get it into the world such in a way that we can just have something now for people to just, um, yeah, make a difference with themselves and, in, and enjoy what we created. So I, this is what I'm curious Does about. Does it make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. Of course. Yeah. This is, you do, with so many people out there, uh, listeners, myself, you start, like we were talking before we started recording, you know, you, you have your main career and you like your career. You don't like your career. Maybe you used to, and you're no longer as into it. And you have a side thing, right? A side passion. Maybe it's um, a volunteering thing. Maybe it's a new business idea. It doesn't matter, but it's that thing on the side and that thing on the side, as it becomes more and more interesting and fun and attractive and profitable, it grows and it can start kind of elbowing in so to speak, uh, into your mental space, into your availability of your main job. I'm curious if you've experienced like, how well you've been able to sort of balance and fit and integrate a toilet so far. I know, you're, I know it's brand new. I know, I mean, you're only selling in California right now, right? So you have some expansion to do. It's brand spanking right. new. But have you felt any sort of battle there or is so far has it been, and sometimes it is in when it's really working well, has it been something that sort of propels your career? Like they're, they are very collaborative. Well, the, the fun part is that I created as collaborative mm -hmm. and that what I mean with that, for example, I'm working right now on this Mr. Murdery comedy mm -hmm. and um, I just enrolled the producers and the director to have the product in the background in oh. in shot right so that's a great opportunity for toilets to get something out there well that would done. make a difference in the world and be present yes so that's like and i didn't foresee this to happen because at first i was like paper and my movie business and then suddenly it's like it's all merged together and it's going even beyond so that's that's I mean, like, I'm very excited about all of that. So it's, it's, that's awesome. And then also, for example, by working in film and commercials, I have friends like, yeah, we got to make a commercial for you. Don't worry about it. We love it. We love the project. And so I have all those resources available that people are like, yeah, we want to support this. This is great. What do you need? And so you think it's separated, but nothing is separate. It is all everything is connected to each other it's just where you see the possibility and opening to merge it so that's that's really the fun part so there's well no said. actually there's really no separation well said paula so what do you think what do people think when you introduce the concept at parties to strangers and things i mean do you generally get a positive reaction do some people think it's really strange here's this person talking to me about toilet paper you know how how do you feel people see you um 
people who know you from the film industry, you know, or not from either one, how did, you know, what's that, what's that like being the, the toilet toilet paper person? Yeah. So first reaction is you, like I said, Hey, do you ever thought about how you wipe your ass? And then people say like, uh, what, what is she saying? Are you serious? I said, yeah. But even like in the first conversation with a director or something, so I'm going to go uh, on a job interview and he said, what keeps you busy? I said, well, I, I like, I like my passion is design film set and I educate people how to wipe their ass and you have them like on the spot. Everybody's like, what, what, <laughs> what are you doing? And then so you have to explain it because nobody really understands it. And then when they get it, they're like, you see the eyes popping open, like, oh, yeah, I'm guilty <laughs> of it. Because everybody is related to toilet paper. That's like, mm-hmm. it's like you, you, you don't say something that is not logical to people. But yeah, and so people had to get used to the idea. And then, but when they know, they even start the conversation themselves. So how many times I brought it up and then people come to me and say, hey, um, oh yeah, by the way, I can't my sheets i'm like yeah good job and so you make like you, people really get it and that's the that's yeah well it like, does it's logical it does, so it's, it's logical and it sounds really wild at first especially when it's like hey you know do you think about how you wipe your ass but what you're championing yeah. is actually really part of a, of a super nice of a nicer world which is way less paper waste Way less trees chopped mm-hmm. down uh, for toilet paper. Although if they're no longer chopped down, I'm sure that humans will find another reason to chop them down. Um, and a, a, a environmental awareness around one of our most personal, intimate, private acts. And I think, you know, if we're thinking about the environment in that moment, you know, uh, that might be a great way to sort of rewire us to think about waste everywhere else, right? Maybe I'm being a little overly hopeful, but I do think that that is, uh, could very well be the end result. When you reprogram people around their poop, uh, they're going to look at, at the rest of the world and think, well, gee, you know, maybe, maybe the whole world shouldn't be our collective toilet. Uh, though that said, you know, mm-hmm. ever go to a music festival and once people clear out, they sure treat it like one, you know, there's just trash everywhere. If you ever want to just sort of yeah. get down on humanity, Look at uh, look at a music festival or a sporting match after people clear out. You know, my public service announcement here, folks, is if you attend these things, pack out your trash. Please don't be that person who just leaves your crap on the ground after the concert's over. All right, that's all. Okay, so I've got some insider questions for you. Um, cranky old man is over. I've got some super nice club insider questions for you, Paula. If you want to ask questions of uh, our guests, we will text you your opportunity to connect with the guests uh, through questions. Uh, 310-421-0393. Just text that number and you'll become an insider. We don't spam you or try to sell you stuff through that. It's just the insider line for giving away free stuff and, and connecting folks with our podcast guests. 310-421-0393. Text um, poop to that now and you'll become an insider. Okay, so the first question is Chris D from Dayton, Ohio. He asks, What's the most inappropriate question you've ever been asked about your toilet paper? Wow. Yeah. That's a good question. Inappropriate question. I I cannot even think about one. There may not have ever been an inappropriate question. I think Chris is assuming that you surround yourself with inappropriate people. For shame, Chris. 
for mm-hmm. shame. We're, we're going to skip your question. All right, Chris, I know who you are. <laughs> no, I was thinking about the inappropriate question because mm-hmm. inappropriate people. So it might look like there's still a lot of people how, how, that are uneducated about toilet paper. Mm. And that's, that comes up in my mind. So if they're uneducated, that question wouldn't have to ask. Okay, fair enough. John B from Minneapolis asks, and this question is kind of a doozy. How does one deal with an infrastructure to carry waste that's designed for older technology? A customer who came into my workplace had previously worked with sanitation and city planning. He was talking about the problems that came about within the city main lines as a result of low flow toilets with reduced water usage. Apparently, the system was designed with a specific slope that requires a specific amount of water to carry away the waste. Waste conserving toilets don't provide enough water to do that. Even though new designs have improved and lessened the amount of water to clear the bowl, it does little to fully clear the lines and has led to sewers becoming more easily clogged. Are there any plans being developed to handle the infrastructure? Or do you, Paula, think this guy is full of shit? Happy pooping, John B. Minneapolis. No, he's not full of shit. This is a great, great question. And, and the great question is, has to do with what comes in my mind, right? Because I'm working together with also other companies. We are having conversations about how we can just have toilet paper and poo go through drains without using the quality uh, quality of water that we use these days. Mm-hmm. So, for example, there's a Dutch company that also is working on, and I'm blanking out the name, I can circle that back to you, mm-hmm. who is using new water filter systems inside of new builds hmm. houses that they use gray water to flush and they have an own filter system, so they keep the gray water with the gray water, and they right. can recycle it inside of that. And that has to do also exactly with uh, how much water is in the water closet, how much pressure you need. So it's a whole new conversation that it happens inside of the toilet paper uh, world. Also with how you recycle, for example, the gray water that goes through the loo, through the toilets inside of uh, those new systems. So it's actually a very good question that somebody already started thinking about it, about the different ways of how to deal with it in the future. That's great question then, John. And you handled it so well. I just thought, I don't know if she has a, any response on this sort of infrastructure city planning. I, do, I did learn in my, in my research about toilet mm-hmm. paper today that it is a pretty delicate balance around fiber construction of toilet paper. You know, um, because you want your paper to not be um, newspaper, right? Or paper towels. And it's all about the length and the um, strength of the fibers that are in the toilet paper. Tiny little short fibers. They, if they're too yeah. short, they'll, uh, they'll tear too easily, right? Uh, too long and you've got, you know, brawny on your mm-hmm. bum. So maybe there's a, a new fiber technology that uh, will break down in a different way. I don't know. John, if you find an answer, let us know. Paula would be interested. Yeah. All right. And the last question is, okay. I have to, I mean, maybe you are, you're aware in the States that there's a, uh, maybe it's in the Netherlands too. There's sort of a tradition uh, around Halloween and around graduation and things like that, where 
mostly teenagers will toilet paper cars and trees and things like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? They wrap these things in toilet paper as a prank. Yeah. Okay. So we want to not do that because we want yeah. to save the toilet paper. So the question is uh, recommendations for what to replace the toilet paper with. <laughs> okay, this is good. This is so good. So uh, this is especially because I have like, uh, we have to deal with those kind of solution in films the whole time. So where would I wrap it in with? Hmm. Yeah, something that you can use again. Right? If you're not going to use the toilet, toilet paper. Huh. I think I would use something um, that I could reuse again so for example um if it's not toilet paper you can use um maybe you use uh, uh how you say it, flags little flags or something mm -hmm. or um cover, cover it with something that you can overuse and use and use again Maybe, and maybe I, I'm uh, almost leaning towards plastic, but I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, I was thinking of those those cobwebs that people use around Halloween. You know, the the fake cobwebs, because technically you could hmm. recover and reuse those, but then yeah. you're putting a lot of little fibers out there too. Um, a lot of fibers. Exactly. Yeah. Um, hmm. Well, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe just, that's then a solution. You take a take a fabric, a fabric that a stretchy fabric like the like an um, velour stretchy fabric. And you use that over and over again and you toss it to the next one. So the adults give it to their children, give it to their children. So it's going to be a family piece with what you're going to cover a certain car with or a certain elements and uh, have that as a, a reusable family piece versus something that you buy and then you throw away. All right. That's what we're going with. We're going with yeah. a movement to replace TPing houses and TPing trees and cars and things with velour. All right. So next time you want a toilet paper or something, go down to Joanne's Fabrics or whatever, get <laughs> hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars worth of velour in various colors, cut it into strips if you need, because it is kind of stretchy. And that's what you use. Yeah. Now, remember, it's important that when you velour the car or tree, that you leave some notes, instructions that this is reusable velour meant to become family heirloom items for pranks well into the future generations. I think Perfect. we nailed it. Did we nail it? I think we nailed it. Exactly. Yeah. We did nail it. Yes. All right. So oh, this we're, has become a new thing. <laughs> it's, it's a new thing. We just started the, the velouring. Uh, velouring. Yeah. There's got to be a better name. We'll work on that. Um, where do people go? Yeah. They go to toiletspaper.com. Um, Instagram yeah. is, is uh, slash toiletspaper. Is that right? Toiletspaper on uh, toilets underscore paper. Toilets underscore paper. Um, yeah. And then... You sell toilet paper, although you're trying to get rid of toilet paper, just so that yeah. in the meantime, before we've purchased bidets and, and learned how to eat right to get, if mm -hmm. you've heard the term clean wipe, you know? Yeah. 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 Like you're always striving for that clean wipe. You don't need a bidet or a toilet paper if you get your diet right. Um, and uh, so we want to reduce while we're using it. And so only in California currently for the toilets rolls what's the plan for expansion yeah so the, yeah so what we are after um so when you start something new you bump into the things that people didn't do before mm -hmm. uh we have the three inch roll and now we bumped into the packaging what is uh from biodegradable plastic but right now we are stepping away from the biodegradable 
plastic. So we're going to go into the world of uh, straight into the cotton box mm -hmm. and leave our message on the box. So we even are more environment friendly in that whole world. And so we are also communicating with uh, a grocery chain where we're in conversation with to get it in the stores in 28 countries in Europe. Wow. And uh, definitely also because, yeah, it's really amazing. Um, in Europe, they also uh, have with the uh, 2030, right? There's a whole environmental movement happening because we know what we're doing right now doesn't work for the future. So we, it's like not putting a break on it, but making people aware mm -hmm. about what, what happens for the future. So everybody on the world can just, on our planet at least, can, can enjoy trees and uh, clean air and clean water. So these are things that we're working on and uh, stepping into the UN sustainability goals and working working with other organizations, also an organization with water and with trees to get that awareness out in the world. And toilet paper is a tool because it's really a tool. It's not actually about the toilet paper. It's about the mindfulness that we create mm -hmm. inside of this whole project. And four billion people use it. So it's a perfect tool. So That's for the future, I'm sorry, to, to, for the future, I have it that there will be no toilet paper anymore and we have all bidets and we go back to uh, uh, dry our butts, like what you do, you come from the shower, dry our butts and uh, we keep the water quality up and, um, and still, you, you know, see a nice environment of trees. Yep. All right. I'm in. I like it. Um, that is a reminder. I've got to get a bidet at this house. All right. So that's what I'm mm -hmm. going to do when I'm done with this podcast. Podcast. I'm going to go to Tushy. It's probably Tushy.com. We don't take ads, folks. So if I mention a product or something, it's just something that we actually like at Super Nice Club. It's not a, a paid endorsement or anything like that. That's, that's not our thing. Um, do you have a challenge? We have a be nice challenge that we have our guests yes. issue to everybody listening. Um, and that we hope they will pass yeah. on to others. Let's hear it. Yes. The challenge that I would like to bring to the Super Nice Club for everybody who's listening, open the conversation with the people that you are communicating with and ask them the question, how much sheets did you use today? So, and it might be a bit awkward, but I'm going to tell you this. People are going to laugh about it. Like, what are you talking about? And let them know that... Being mindful on the toilet has an impact on the future. So you are nice for the future generation and making this difference um, on, the, on the world. Okay. I like that. I, um, so can, everybody can take that on. Yeah, yeah. Start a conversation with, with people around you. Maybe not a stranger. Don't go my route. I like it because it entertains me. But maybe start it with you know, somebody in your family, maybe with your kids. This is a great conversation also to have tonight at dinner. Uh, with your whole family, because they will laugh. Potty talk around kids, total winner. All right. You're going to be like the cool parent tonight. Uh, would love to know how it went too. So, so message us around how your challenge went. Do you have a question for me, Paula? That's where we wrap. We wrap at the, the, the hardest part, usually the most awkward part for me, which is answering the guest yeah. question. So let her rip. Oh, yes. I was thinking about that because I want to ask something that nobody asks obviously mm -hmm. so um 
Okay. Yes. The question is, what can you share about your own toilet paper habits mm. and the food that you eat? And the food that I eat. Wow. My own toilet paper habits. Okay. Well, I am happy when I have a clean wipe. I'm sorry if that sounds gross, folks, but you know, clean wipe is we're just like one and done. Look down. There's nothing there. First time. Like, well, I'm eating well because, you know, everything's clean. That makes me happy. Like I kind of do a little fist pump in the air. Um, true story. Uh, as far as the foods that I eat, I um, am largely vegetarian. I was 21 years strictly vegetarian. Um, and I eat some meat now and then, like a little chicken, uh, something like that. Uh, I really have a pretty boring diet, I think. You know, um, I eat a couple times a day and I don't eat very much food. I had Indonesian last night. No, that was two nights ago. Um, I really enjoy cereal and fruit smoothies. Yeah, pretty exciting, huh? I also have cut so you, out you ice keep, cream pretty much track. for my diet. Yeah, I pretty much cut oh. out sugar. At this point in my life, I feel like, um, you know, processed sugar really does impact and affect me as much as I love my ice cream. Um, once I start on like a, a little pint of Ben and Jerry's, it does impact the whole thing. It, it impacts my outcome as well, Paula. It really does. Eating a lot of, yep. eating, eating a processed sugar negatively impacts my outcome. I totally get that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> makes How's sense. that? I, I love it. Okay, the cool. The outcome. Yeah, the what outcome. What is your outcome today? Paula. Los, thank you for sharing what you're doing. Thank you for your passion around something that is important and somebody's got to do the dirty work, right? And make it fun and make it mm -hmm. funny and make these conversations charming and not gross. Sometimes gross is charming and gross isn't really gross. It's just, you know, it's we have a, a weird aversion to the outcome, uh, to poop. And yeah, I know it doesn't smell great, folks. Truth, true story. But it's a great indicator of your health and it's a great place for us to start paying attention to our world. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. It's absolutely true. Thanks for being on, Paula. Really appreciate it. And I'm glad you're in the Thank Super you. Nice Club. Welcome to the club. Yay. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate being here. And it's super nice for you to invite me. And I know this will make a difference. So thank you. Thank you. So there you have it. A super nice conversation with super nice Paula Los of Toyless Paper. I found her fascinating. I actually really do find her dedication to this cause to be pretty important. I, 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 you know, when I talked to her and started thinking about what it really means to pay attention at that very small level, at that sort of um, ritualistic level, several times per day, whether you're going number one or number two, I think it's a great thing. I think it's, a, I think it's a great and noble cause. So thank you, Paula. Now. Some of you might think that was the shittiest episode ever. Sorry. Super low-hanging fruit. Kind of had to get it in there, so I did. All right. Done with that one. Again, we're not asking you to post this podcast to social. Just send it to one person you know will love this. You must know one person. Your mom. You know your mom. Send it to her. Send this episode to your mom. Will you? Will you do that for us? Awesome. All right. Until the next episode, love you and stay. Stay nice, everyone. So what? Big deal.
clean wipes for all.